Dr. Silence. Blog Talk Radio. Women have the power to transform this world. We can end crime and violence if we all agree to do one thing, share. Let's share our wisdom, share our time, share our talents, share our finances, but most of all, let's share our love. This is The Female Solution. Join me, Naima Latif, every morning, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, as we bring you stimulating discussions about the issues affecting our lives. If you're listening online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the-female-solution, press the blue button that says follow and get our daily topics every morning directly to your email and your smartphone. Hi, I'm Naima Latif, executive producer of the Female Solution Radio Show. We invite you to call in 515-605-9325 and participate in this daily think tank as we examine the challenges we face and develop solutions that restore peace and harmony. We are global transformers, changing the world from the way it is to the way it should be. We are one. Wherever we live on this earth, we are one human family. On behalf of our team of radio hosts, I'd like to extend a greeting to all the members of our family, whenever and wherever you may be listening around the world. To our family in China, Ni Hao. In India, Namaste. In Japan, Konnichiwa. In Korea, Annyeonghaseyo. In Russia, Zdrastutsye. In Germany, Guten Tag. In Poland, Dzień Dobry. In France, Bonjour. In Spain, Hola. In Italy, Ciao. In Egypt, Athen Wasalan. In Ghana, Akwaba. In Nigeria, Peleo. In South Africa, Saobona. In Senegal, Nangadef. In Kenya, Jambo. In Israel, Shalom. In Pakistan, Afghanistan, and Saudi Arabia, Assalamu Alaikum. Greetings, and may peace be upon you all. live to be 120 years old and remain active, healthy, alert, and vibrant. Our bodies are made up of cells that are constantly rejuvenating. So if we take proper care of ourselves, we can literally defy aging. Join us every Tuesday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Standard Time to learn about self-cell care from Susan Essentials on the Female Solution Blog Talk Radio Show. Learn how to help your body and yourselves feel rejuvenated each day through proper nutrition, sleep, frequency medicine, and many unconventional methods of self-care. I'm Jody Susan. Join me and my amazing guests by calling in at 515-605-9325 and press 1 to speak. We'll help you achieve a breakthrough in your health today. Grand Rising, everybody, and welcome to the Female Solutions Self-Cell Care, right? So what does that really mean? We need to uh, practice, well, we don't need, we have the opportunity. Need is actually a low vibration word, as one of my friends told me. Um, We have the opportunity to practice self-care and cellular care. 
And I wanted to start today's show by sharing about why I do what I do. So I was uh, misdiagnosed and put on all these medications, uh, 17 different medications all the time, uh, because I complained of pain when I tore my rotator cuff and nobody ever did an MRI. And this is the short version of that story, right? You can download the book um, on my website at susanessential.com. Um, but I spent nearly two decades, 19 and a half years, um, following a paradigm that really didn't resonate with me. I followed, I followed, uh, actually I just followed doctor's orders, right? Because um, we've always edified doctors and not, um, we shouldn't honor uh, people and their professions, but we also have to look at our highest values. And so I had a belief system that they knew better than me. And as a result of that, I went on disability for almost four years. Uh, and during that time, I reclaimed my health, right? Plants and energy-based healing and studied um, mindset, right? But I've been doing that since I was 19. Um, anyway, with that being said, this is a perfect entryway to today's show, which is your belief system. Whose are they anyway? And I have my dear friend, uh, the rock star coach, Michelle Pro, who is going to um, join me here today. She's backstage. And um, we're going to talk about this because this is really huge because your belief systems are driving, which is, by the way, your unconscious mind, 95% of that, is driving what you're doing. And so you need to be in the driver's seat. So let, let, let's put, let's shift into gear, okay? Let's shift into gear and let's pull forward and see what we got. And without further ado, let me bring on my friends. How are you? I'm rising, everyone. Great to be here. Oh, so happy to have you here. Um, yeah, so... Uh, we have a uh, Teddy here this morning. She says, um, Teddy June. She says, I am looking forward to seeing, listening to you and your guests here. You speak health giving uh, to those always. Yeah, this is our give back, isn't it, Michelle? This is how we give back to the community. It is. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I, I look forward to these conversations every month because um, it always brings up, you know, we, I was talking about this last time, we are always, hopefully, um, growing and learning and evolving. And so these conversations that we have on a monthly basis um, inform my mind and learn. And um, I hope, I, I do know that your listeners do feel the same way, and it's a group and community effort, so I'm really grateful for the well, thank you, and I'm grateful that you share your wisdom. You, um, yeah, I want to just share with people. You and I met, like, uh, the, I think I was, like, here less than a month or not even a month, right, in Georgia. Yeah, actually it was two months, technically, because I, I got here November 1st, and I met you right after, um, I met you actually right after December 12th, you know, 12, 12, 21. Yeah, so that's uh, that date. And um, so anyway, um, and I remember, you know, I really didn't feel like going out to that. Like, I don't really want to go. And Spirit, no, you need to go. I'm like, I don't like it. 
And lo and behold, um, there you were. My sister from another Mista. So, um, so, um, so anyway, so yeah, I think it is a community effort that, because we have so many wise listeners. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not just you and I over the teaching someone else. We are, yes, we are a community growing the consciousness. And when we share from our heart, we are able to give people the, the um, inner strength to do what they need to do. You know, like because. And, and interesting that we're talking about, because we also give them the opportunity to um, try on beliefs, shift their beliefs, or solidify their beliefs, which is really, really a beautiful thing. And I, I, you know, I think we're doing this, and I'm just now getting this message, but we do this on a daily basis in our interactions, in things we read, things we see, whether it be on television, in, you know, publications, um, books, social media, whatever it is, we're exposed to so much. And, and we're taking in so much on a daily basis that it's constantly, you were saying in the very beginning, um, that, you know, we are in the driver's seat, like our our subconscious, our beliefs are in the driver's seat. They really truly are running our lives. And so it is so very important that we know what our beliefs are and who they are. <laughs> well, okay, so let's talk about that. Let's get down to breath tap, shall we? Um, let's do it. Yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> by the time we're like six, seven years old, right, we have all these imprints on us from our parents, you know, to be seen but not heard. That was our generation, right? <laughs> and it could be still this generation, but they didn't take it on. Yeah, they didn't take it on. Um, many of them, the, the younger, like the 20-year-old and the um, 30, they, they actually, I don't feel, they really took on the seen but not heard concept. <laughs> so like, no, we're going to be heard. <laughs> you know. Um, excuse me? And very good. It is. People need to be heard. And then, so, um, and this part didn't make it to the article. I just wrote an article about this. Um, it's the same title, Your Belief Systems, Whose Are They Anyway? Theme published in Florida Women's Magazine and Topeka Health and Wellness. And, you know, my father um, and mom, my mom and dad had five kids. And my dad, I feel like he was creating an advisory panel, not family, right? So he's like, hey, Jody, you're going to become the accountant. He had two lawyers, one doctor, and um, I don't know what asked my youngest brother to become, but I'm sure it wasn't a world-renowned photographer. So, <laughs> Well, maybe he was going to take pictures of the rest of you all. Yeah, 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 right? Jerry, 
my my youngest brother was yeah I mean he, my youngest brother was like getting Kodak awards at the age of twelve so I'm like yeah okay don't think he's gonna be like you know don't think he's gonna be your accountant or lawyer for your for your uh, your your business team um, it was so funny but but the thing is um, we then follow the path because our parents tell us right. And, you know, I took accounting. I, I went into finance for, for decades. I didn't become an accountant, but I was in finance and marketing. You got a twofer for me. And um, and then, you know, as you know, I got that that wasn't my passion, right? Um, that there was a higher purpose with a thing called um, ill health, truth, and mindset, right? Plant and energy healing. Um, look like for you, Michelle? What or, or what does it look like for your clients? What things have been you see for others? And where do you think getting their program outside of their parents, say? Or do you go there too? I mean, mm-hmm. Have at it. Yeah, sure. Um, we get our and like you said, by the time we're seven years old, we have really solidified most of our beliefs. And unless we become conscious of those beliefs, we will allow them to run our lives. And that means everything from love, relationships, um, whether it be romantic or friendship or business relationships, um, it is uh, how you feel about money and finance, uh, it's how you feel about yourself as far as worthy. Uh, oh, that's huge. It, that's it, huge. I mean, huge. let let make sure people hear that. Like, whatever your parents demonstrated to you as a child is how you chose to value yourself. Because there's that old saying, monkey see, monkey do. It doesn't say monkey tell you monkey do, it's monkey see monkey do, right? right. And so if we yeah. demonstrated yeah. that we're not valued at the age of four, right, because we need something and mom or dad are busy and they can't attend to you, what's the message that's being, how is your interpretation of that? And is driving your life today? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to kind of answer your question, Jody, how I see it play out in clients, and I've done my own work around this, too. I'm mm-hmm. a recovering people pleaser. Um, I'm much recovered, but I'm not 100% recovered. I don't think we <laughs> ever become 100%, do we? We get to choose. Don't we get to be the work in progress? I mean, always, I don't know. For sure, for sure. Um, I think you know it's interesting because I know people who are not people pleasers whatsoever. They they really and not in a mean sort of way, but they really don't care what other people think. And that is so foreign to me. Like it just blows my mind. And I I aspire to be more like that. I don't feel like I will ever at all. And again, not in a rude you know, mean sort of way. They just understand their worth 
so much and they not only understand it, but they are confident in who they are so much that even if every single person, and this blows my mind, every single other person in the world doesn't agree or doesn't like them, they're okay. It's not that they didn't prefer somebody to approve or whatever, but they don't need that to live their life, to be confident in themselves. And that comes from, a lot of them, from the belief system that we have put on ourselves, that we have taken on. And, you know, I see with my kids the worthiness, the love, and the money, most of all. Of course, we have beliefs about every single thing, right? We have beliefs about politics. Even though we may not be aware of it, we want early age what we feel is right or wrong. So that could be religious-wise, that could be morality-wise, that could be political-wise, right? Um, sexual, family, familial, all of these When you think about it, everything is a belief. Everything. I mean, like, I even check political, right? Like, like it's like I, I think about political issues when I'm like TMI. <laughs> like I'm handling my own issues. You you believe you know You believe that it's not worth talking about for whatever reason. Well, it's worth talking about because I have this much control over it, right? I have this. There you go. I have, there's no way for me to influence it. Right, because you can't influence it. The only one you can really influence usually is your, your circle of five, right, and yourself. Your circle of five and yourself and the people that pay you to influence them. You were born into a political family uh, with Congress people and um, city council people. Your belief would be so much different around that. You would probably talk about it all the time because you would believe that you had the ability to influence change, right? Well, like the Kennedy, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, if you grew up in the Kennedy family, you talk about the time because you say, oh, yeah, absolutely, I can change things. I can influence, right? Yeah. So it is very interesting that it is how we grow up. It's not also just from our parents, as you were saying. You know, I recall the elementary school and something very significant happened and it taught me a new belief system. Tell me about it. Great. I think it was Mr. Zarelli was my was my homeroom teacher. Wow, that just came back from the from the animal of my mind. <laughs> you are an intuitive. You can't act the Akashic record. So thank you, Spirit, right?
wrong, I believe it was on Fridays. It was either once a month on Friday or it may have... I think we lost you there for a moment. You said oh. it was once a month on Friday or every Friday. You were sure, and then we lost you. Yeah. Okay. Am I back? I think I have now. Sorry about that. You are. So we got awards. We got these awards at these events. And I received an award two assemblies in a row. And I believe it was for saying thing. It was probably good behavior. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. But I received the award and every class, every teacher just got one award as I recall. And I tuned that trend at the time. Um, the first time I got it, they were happy, right? Because a chance at getting an award, you know. Um, they they like to share the love and that's great. Um, well, then the next assembly, I received the award again. And my friend's response was very different. Mm. And I saw immediately, and I recall this, even at whatever young age that would have made me, seven years old maybe, um, I recall this jealousy. I felt that. And immediately I learned that it was not okay for me to be recognized and receive an award two times in a row or because you had to stay in line. You got a message. You need to stay in line and don't outshine other people and certainly don't wear a crown. Absolutely. That's exactly what I learned. Do not outshine anyone else. And yet you're on stage. As a rock star in here, of course, but you're on stage, you know, shining your light. You show them. And that's meet me. That'll be fun, right? That <laughs> journey, however, because of that belief, was a very long, hard one for me. Because I recall later, much, much later in life, not so far in the distant uh, past, recall someone saying to me that I need to tone it down. And it still affected me. And that was, I must have been 45. Okay. So imagine all of those things that that one belief caused me not to do during the span of three years. Yeah, I mean, I've been told to tone it down, um, you know, not, not shine my light because it makes other people uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I think that's an important topic, so I'm really glad that you brought it up. I think that many of us are, are told not to shine our light. And here's my message for you, whoever's listening, right? Whether you're listening live or you're catching the replay. Don't ever dim light. Let that sink in for a moment because if we're playing small, right, 
that doesn't serve the world. Mandela, right? And I remember it was 2000, I think it was 2015. And it was, and I'm living in Palatine, Illinois. And I now at this point in time understand the danger of sugar. And we're still talking about dim your light and playing small, okay? And I learned about the dangers of sugar. It's Halloween. And I'm thinking, I want to be creative about Halloween. I want to serve the community differently. I want to get out of the comfort zone and do things in a way that serves people's minds. Paper. Uh, it is about um, Nelson Mandela's quote, you know, your name's looking for the world or something like that. Right? It was a black and white glossy. It was really cool. It was about, you know, five by five or something like that, five by seven. And I also got Halloween pencils. Like, you know, fun. I didn't get sugar. Now, they're getting candy everywhere else in the block. Right, so it's not like they're like not going to have a sugar high. Right. They're getting a sugar high. I just want to impart some wisdom and give them an opportunity for a moment in time, just a brief moment in time, to potentially think differently. Well, a family member, actually, I'm just going to say it. So it was, it's my late father's second wife. Literally called me up. And told me I was ruining her granddaughter's um, her granddaughter's Halloween. Now they don't even live in the same neighborhood. They're like forty minutes away. <laughs> and how was her directed by your pencils and your quotes? <laughs> don't know, but that was the last time we spoke.
we are going to believe by understanding what is true for us now. Because that belief that I took on at age, you know, eight, whatever it was, I kept it for so many years because I believed it was true until I finally was conscious of that belief. And and then I decided, oh my gosh, that's not true. That's not even that's not my belief. I don't even believe that. Why am I living my life in such a way to please an eight year old, you know, child who who was jealous of an award at an assembly in fourth grade? Right. <laughs> we just lost your audio. We, we're gonna. We have commercial. Do you want to fix your audio? And okay, I'll go to commercial. You'll come back to what happened in the Sunday. Okay. Yeah. The female solution local POT show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Virtual with Monday morning lunches with Zelda Speed. Tuesdays. Self-Bell Care with Jody Busan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Mindlessy and Co-host Kirsten Beach. Thursdays, Soul Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Beata. Saturdays, 10, 12, noon to 2 p.m. First Saturday, Sex Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Viata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. All right. Uh, let's see here. How are we doing? Do we have audio again? I believe so. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's a little, it's like a little, uh, it's like you're in a tunnel. No, I'm just. <laughs> so. Um, Maybe, did that help at all? Yeah, it did. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I just made it, so who knows? Thank you, Spirit. <laughs> nice. Nicely done. So we're talking about the assembly. Yeah, it was just interesting how that from, you know, something that happened as as a child, as an eight-year-old, that then produced this belief inside of me that caused me, quite honestly, to live my life that as a main foundation of my existence. Yeah, and so what, what I think is really important so I started, I was addressing this in 2017, and I was seeing a, um, a doctor in, uh, is near, near Willowbrook, Illinois, and I forget exactly where, but his name is Dr. Peel, P-E-A-H-L, brilliant doctor. He's a chiropractor, acupuncturist, you know, and oops. He accesses the Akasha records. <laughs> right? <clears throat> so I'm on a table. He's muscle testing me. Because there's a lot of ways, by the way, to, you know, access consciousness. 
just want to make sure that people understand there's not a one and done, right? God speaks to us in the way they do, um, like that. And No, Chris, if you can hear me, I, I feel like my internet was doing something wonky, um, and then I couldn't hear um, her either, and then she was frozen for me as well. So, not sure we are having some technical difficulties. So, um, okay, perfect. Um, well, Chris, if you would do me a lovely favor and He's a chiropractor. He's a professor at the university. 
And he also accesses the Akashic Records, right? And I want to tell you, as recent as yesterday, I was told not to wear my crown. Yesterday, someone said to me, you are actually, I'm going to read it. Because I want people to understand, you don't have to take on people's self-limiting beliefs about what they're capable of, okay? So let me go to this. Um, Because I I thought that this person, um, uh, was um, judging me at first because of my combining nutrition and brain health uh, together. And the person said, no, uh, that's not it. That's your strength. Okay. He says, I think what detracts from you are the claims that you make about certain things that can't possibly be true and kill your credibility. What is What I am referring to is your ability to talk to animals, dead people, to talk to Jesus, to cure people, sending them waves, you know, energy waves, thousands of miles away. So I sent this person in a text, you know, True Rife and Rife Machine and Tesla, like, I'm sorry, the world's doing this. <laughs> and we are energy beings. And, you know, and there was more, right? But the point is that because this person has had so many operations, Right, they've had so many surgeries. They don't understand that you can actually heal without surgery. And it's okay. And my reply to that person, it was longer than that, but was, I don't judge you for not accessing your intuitive gifts. I'm not sure why you judge me for accessing Like, and so, as healers and intuitives, well, well, first of all, to be a medical intuitive, which I am, and a quantum energy healer, you have to have the science. I mean, you, yeah, it doesn't work any other way. And so why are we shaming people for having science and God? And when did we think it was okay to edge God out? Like, we have been programming that for a long time. I got fired from Harper College in Illinois because at the end of an email, I said, God bless you. I got fired for saying, God bless you. I want everybody to let that sink in. We have a school system that's teaching people to edge God out when the real truth is the only thing that matters in this world, and this is just my opinion, is your relationship with God. Because when you have a relationship with God, 
You can have everything else. Random. Well, and I think it's important, too, that people understand that God is personal. God doesn't have to be the person or the entity or the thing that you may have been taught as a child in Sunday school. Well, that's huge. I think you should expand upon that because it's not what I used to think God was. Not at all what I used to think. I mean, a lot of people scared of God, right? Absolutely. Oh, I can I could rattle off ten beliefs that I had. I, I mean, well into my adulthood, because of what I was told in church when I was when I was growing up. And I want to say I'm not judging. It 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 just is. And so this is, this is exactly why we're talking about this today. We must look at our beliefs and ask ourselves, is this true for me? And do you know where you're going to get that answer? You're going to get it from inside, but it is, it is because of your relationship with God or the higher power that you may not call God, but it is God. You right? can call it God, you can call it Source, Yahweh. You know, right. that, that fuels your soul. We're not here yeah. to use what name to use. Use whatever yeah. name lights you up. Go ahead. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> it That answer, that knowing, that understanding of, oh, my gosh, that's not even true. That's not my belief. Or, yes, actually it resonates deeply with me, and I'm grateful that this is my belief. Wonderful. We're not saying right now, wipe away all of your beliefs that you were, you know, ever taught, or all of those patterns. Not at all what we're saying. We're just saying now you have the opportunity because you are conscious, because you are aware of these things, that you can look at these beliefs that are running your life, that are making the decisions of your life for you, and ask yourself, are they mine? And if they are mine, are they true? They might not be yours, but they may be true for you. And so if they are, great, continue on. And if they're not, Great. Now you get the opportunity to change that belief, just like I did at 45 or so years old when I realized, oh, my gosh, I was taught to dim my light all these years. Uh, And you know what happens, and this just came up. Thank you, Spirit. I think this is is important. Um, Something else came along later that I recall, and this is what happens when we have a belief that we decide is true. We will continue to attract things into our life to validate that 
belief and that truth in us. So that's why belief can be tricky because in high school, my junior year of high school, I, I had a friend who said, hey, I really want to try out for the palm line, which was the dance team. Would you come with me and try out with me? I don't want to do it by myself. I didn't. It wasn't my idea. But I was like, okay, I'll do it. Well, guess what happened? I made it, and she didn't. She was your wing person. Guess what happened to our friendship? Uh-oh. She did not like, just like my friends back in elementary school, she did not like that I shined brighter than she did, and she stopped our friendship. She put an end to it because of jealousy. So that further solidified and validated that that belief inside of me was true. And that is what happens. We continue to attract things to validate our beliefs. So when I understood that, oh, my gosh, that's not true, I don't believe that, guess what? The universe came back with, you know, you're about on a scale from 1 to 10, you're about a 12, and I'm going to need you to come down to about a 7. And I said, hmm, that, not, that person's not for me. Because I don't believe that. I might be a 12, and I am a damn good 12. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think that you're a 12. <laughs> I think you're much greater than that. Thank you. And I believe that now that that's a beautiful thing. But I I lived my life thinking it was not acceptable. I learned that I would lose friendships. I would lose relationships in my life if I shined too brightly. Well, and it's interesting. I remember uh, prior to me, you know, hurting my my prefrontal lobe, I shined pretty damn bright, right? I was the entertainer in the house. Um, and then I was uh, made wrong for using my voice, for singing, for dancing, uh, for bringing joy. Uh, at age seven, I fell uh, at the um, seven or eight. I guess it was eight. We were riding horses, and I was—I think I've mentioned this story before. But for those who are listening in for the first time, I uh, was in the stall with my horse, who had dug a hole by the doorway, and so it was very deep, and so I tripped out the door and hit my head on the concrete and nobody understood why for the next 10 years <laughs> I had CRS disease can't remember shit because <laughs> my exact my executive center was damaged right 
And so my sister and I, like, we were getting into a fight, and I couldn't even reiterate what was said seconds later. And so my mom would ask her side of the story and my side of the story, and I literally just sat there and go, um, well, I don't know. I don't remember. And so, wow. Oh, wow. I think we need to go to break. I will come back. Um, and I will share when I come back. Um, thank you. Female Solution Global Radio TV Show invites you to an invigorating conversation with our team of hosts Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. Central Time. Start your week with Monday Morning Mindfulness with Zelda Speaks. Tuesdays, Self-Cell Care with Jody Susan. Wednesdays, Repairing Broken Families with Naima Latif and co-host Kareem Hamid. Thursdays, Soulful Solutions with Dr. Debbie Green. And Fridays, Health and Well-Being with Viata. Saturdays, tune in 12 noon to 2 p.m. Central Time. First Saturday, Success Strategies with Jana. Second Saturday, Wendy Williams Esquire on Relationships. Third Saturday, Move Around with Deborah. And fourth Saturday, Wisdom with Mama D. Join us Sundays, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Central Time for Soul Purpose Healing with Beata. Call in and comment 515-605-9325. Press 1 to speak to the host and be a part of the solution. Jody is going to get the birds, um, and, you know, as she was receiving the message that she received that caused emotion, I felt what she was feeling, because as I was recalling these stories that I have not thought about in my life for years and years and years, it stirred up emotions in me as well because when we understand the true depth of our belief system, we will stop everything we do and ask ourselves, is this true? Do I believe this? Is this mine? Because when we allow our beliefs that may not be ours, right, to run our lives, because that is what they do, we understand how important they are They are to us and to our existence. And so I know for my clients, you know, they'll say to me, I feel like I'm stuck at this plateau. I can't get past this one thing, whether it be in a relationship or you know, success in their business or money or whatever it may be. And 9.9 times out of 10, it is because of a belief system that is buried deep down that we can uncover. And it's it's amazing. I, I will say it's miraculous when we realize that what we have believed and taken on as truth for however many years 
is not true for us, it literally can be in an, it's an instant that it can change the trajectory of our lives. And so that is why I feel so passionate about this subject, and I know Jody does as well, and we've clearly lost her. I'm going to read um, Chris's comment. We are supposed to search God out for ourselves to find out what it means for us. All of us will have a slightly different perception of what God is to us. And so true. Yes, I see Teddy has has agreed and said written words of truth, Chris. Yes, yes, yes. We all have God inside us. We we have a connection. Whether we access that connection and whether it is a free-flowing connection or there is um, breaks in the line, fuzzy connection, um, you know, like we're having technical difficulties today, getting cut off, that sometimes can be what our connection is. And it's not not judgment on anyone. It is an opportunity to take a step back and clear those lines and open them up, open our minds, open our hearts, and take the guidance, listen, and hear. Because listening is not necessarily hearing. So hearing that guidance and embodying that and then taking those steps forward, whether it be belief systems or just clearing those lines of communication. So Jody, welcome back with the girls. Thank you. Um, so I actually was hardwired, and now that I'm not hardwired, I can get through. <laughs> Did this is so far. Who knows? <laughs> the girls are very beautifully calm. Yeah, because Mama made a decision yesterday. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what the uh, – um, I, I had missed most of what you said. Would it be okay to share my insight that I got that had me go downstairs and get the girls so I could greet, you know? Absolutely. Please. Yeah. So what I want to tell people is that we bring into our field, which is what you were saying, those things to fit with our current reality. Correct. So as a seven- or eight-year-old, um, look, I, I, I'm the number four out of five child, and I was made wrong all the time for being happy, joyful, uh, being engaged. Um, and one of the other things is that my speech was not so good, and my speech was not so good because I had accents from that I picked up nannies from several foreign countries, like... Um, two different dialects from the UK, uh, a Munich and Hamburg dialect, uh, Munich, Germany, Hamburg, Germany, um, people from Mexico, and people from the inner city, quite frankly, of Chicago. And so when I started speaking, my father said, whose child is that? Because I don't really 
accept who that is. And I took that. And when I hit my head and tripped, you know, because I was a pretty present child at the time, what I did is I dimmed my own light to fit into the reality, to the imprint that I was given, that I was not good enough, I should not be heard, and that what I had to say was not important and certainly not willing to decipher what was being said. I brought that into my world as a seven-year-old. So here's the thing. If I'm powerful enough as an energy being to bring that into my field at the age of seven, what do you all think you're doing in your 40s and 50s? What do you think you're doing if you're in your 30s or your 20s? Your thoughts become things. And while I was sitting here sharing about it, I finally got that I brought that in to my own field as a result of an imprint that was on me. And so I lived into the imprint at the age of seven that stayed with me until 2018. So when I was seven or eight, it's 1970 or 1971. And I kept that until the year 2018, people, when I finally got, not only was I smart, I was brilliant, and I had more emotional intelligence than most people on the flipping planet. Okay. I'm a little conceited. (laughs) But I do think that I have more emotional intelligence than more people. I really do. Yeah, I do think so because I see things and I think about it before I say them except for telling people how smart I am. (laughs) That needed to be heard. (laughs) I'm just saying, since I spent most of my time being told how unintelligent I was, uh, time to, you know, tell people, yeah, uh, I am smart and... uh, (laughs) You know, if I like it, hang out. If you don't like it, that's okay. Go hang out with somebody else, right? And I want to go back to um, people who don't want to be around you for who you are. Um, It's really, you know, here's the thing. Find your tribe. You know, people will love you for who you are. But more importantly, they'll love you for who you are as soon as you choose to love you for who you are. Yeah. Yeah. And Naima says, what's fired for saying God bless you? That's insane. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm just, we have lots of comments. Let me just see what I can bring in here. So Naima says she remembers being bullied by a group of girls in fifth grade. Me too. Uh, because I had been double promoted from third to fifth grade, and they were jealous because even though I was the youngest, I was getting the best grades in class. Yeah, it doesn't surprise me, Naima. You're brilliant. You're actually an over-accomplished person, which is not a bad thing. I'm just saying you, you do more than anybody I know. <laughs> I know. It goes and shows some of this was when you were getting the girls, but you know, it, it 
it kind of goes back to what I was saying. When I read that, it brought up yet another memory for me that happened, and I'm not going to go into it, but I think we're understanding. We're starting to understand. I know I am, <laughs> and it's amazing. Thank you, Spirit, that we started this show talking about we learn as a community, right? This banter that we have going back and forth, like, I would not have understood some of the depths of my own belief system had we not had this conversation today. And I think that is happening for multiple people. Like, I can see these pains and energy going. Oh, for sure. I, I mean, Netta is saying here that she had a similar experience skipping a grade in elementary, my love of reading help, and I'm sure people didn't like that either. And I, my mom skipped three grades. Good grief. Oh, my mom was freaking brilliant. actually got kicked out of school as a sophomore and was still a multimillionaire before the age of 20. Like, I think he was 18 or 19, a multimillionaire. And because he was just so smart and he was bored, he got kicked out. Mm-hmm. And, wow. and that's why, and here's the cool thing about him, he didn't have self-limiting beliefs. Matter of fact, he thought, oh, I'm just going to let that cat out of the bag. Okay, girls. He thought he could have it all. And guess what? Could. He could and he did. So, I mean, and not all of it aligned with my belief system, but, I mean, so, like, I'm I'm being called to talk about what he did, okay? So, the age of four, you know, he's cleaning fish to – to pay for the food that goes on the table and to bring home fish for the family to eat because, you know, his father was gone. And, you know, yes, he was in the mafia. Uh, you know, that's just how that that um, generation worked and in Chicago. And uh, he was one of the few Jews in the mafia, right, with the Italians. And, um, but he was really creative and brilliant and he he just knew he could have it all and so he built most of the Displains area where Lutheran General Hospital is he built a string of ice cream stores in Mexico he had um, restaurants in downtown Chicago he built um, the largest horse complex in the world in the world, um, he built beautiful homes, like multi-million dollar homes, and he had two wives at oh. the same because he well, didn't have the belief system that he had to live, and look, like, we could be judgmental, okay, but I'm going to have you look at this differently. He had two wives. He beat his own drum, people. Yeah. He thought he could have it all, and he did. Yeah. That's what he believed. Good for him. 
volleyball games, basketball, my gymnastics, or my graduation, right? Because he couldn't be present for his children. And he didn't really have values around that because he didn't have a dad and he didn't have those experiences. I mean, he played basketball, you know, on court. But, um, you know, so if we, we want to judge him, okay, go ahead, right? You can judge him. Or you can say, this guy had zero self-limiting beliefs, and look what he did. And who I want to compare him to, um, who's passed, is Steve Jobs of Apple. So Steve Jobs, even though he was not the nicest person in the world, according to many, he also didn't think that he was limited. Like, he could just keep doing whatever he wanted to do. And so what I'm trying to say, and I don't think that we need to go to the extent of, we don't need to go to, we don't need to go to those extents if we don't want to, or you can. Like, it's your choice. It's your life. But what I'm saying is, these people didn't live by anybody else's values but theirs. believed in God, but I'll tell you one thing, he flipped and believed in himself. Right. I mean, and we can learn from that. Okay. I had on at one point because, um, you know, we were handling the issues and We'll just need that. <laughs> it's, it's a fun circus here this morning. <laughs> you know, I've often said this on the show before. It's not what happens to you. It's how you uh, respond to it. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, so... Uh, and you know what? A lot of that comes from our belief systems, Right. Yeah, I mean, I, and I don't, um, and I think actually I got that from my mom. So here's the thing, we get these good belief systems from our, our tribe. Yeah. So I guess the opportunity here is to discern what is your belief, what, what are the beliefs that you maintain and live and breathe through, are they working for you, or do you feel a little fractured around it? And if you feel a little fractured around it, think about that belief system and decide if you need to continue living through it or if you need to create a new one that aligns with your highest values. Now, I'm going to put you down on my shoulder here, honey. So... Dr. John D. Martini has on his website a self-assessment, um, and I'll see if I can pull that up and share that. But uh, in a moment, 
it's a self-assessment, it's free, and you can use that to determine what your values are if you don't know what your highest values are. Free assessment. And then what I suggest is that you take that assessment, sit with it, look at it, and then really what is, one of the things he's going to ask you is, if you're saying family is like one of your highest values, how much time are you putting into it? And where does it show up as an action step, like as a behavior? Because otherwise, are you fooling yourself that you are putting, that family is one of your highest values? Because if you're not spending time with your wife or your husband, but you're saying family is one of your highest values, and you're not spending time with your children, but you're saying family is your highest value, and you're not spending time with your siblings, but family is your highest value, Dr. John D. Martini says, I call bullshit. He says, so reassess, either change your behavior to align with what you think your values are, or get real about what your values are, mm-hmm. right? And it's okay. You don't actually, you don't have to speak that family is your highest values. If it's really not, it may not be. And love yourself exactly where you're at. But if, you, but if you're feeling fractured around that, then, you know, time to make a change. Um, you want to add to that while I look for it? Yeah. I, this, this goes perfectly back to our beliefs, right? If, if we believe, if we have heard or we think that it is honorable to value family, then we may say one of our highest values is family. But we don't demonstrate that because that's truly not our belief. And so I think it's very important, I know it's very important, to not judge ourselves because we are, we are constantly then judging ourselves based on these beliefs that may not even be true for us. And if we do that, we constantly feel like we're playing catch-up, we feel bad, we don't understand why we feel bad, that we're not spending time with our family. We may feel bad that we're not spending time with our family because we think we're supposed to want to, but really, deep down, we don't. Maybe we have toxic family members. Maybe we've never, you know, felt loved or appreciated or heard or whatever. Maybe that's why we don't want to spend time with our family. And we could go down that road. Yes, can it be healed? Sure, it can. But when we judge ourselves because we're not doing those things that we think we should be doing, why do we think we should be doing them? Who told us we should be doing them? Well, we told ourselves based on a belief that we took on somewhere in our life. And so, again, this gives us the opportunity when we look at our beliefs and beliefs are demonstrated through action. So I love that, that you're, you shared that value system um, test because 
we then do get to see, okay, are my values based on actions that I'm actually taking, which would then likely equate to, yes, this is a true belief of mine, or are these values that I say I have not backed up by action, therefore likely not actually a belief of mine? I think it's a, that's a really good way to kind of start this process if you're not familiar or, you know, you're having a hard time figuring out where to start with questioning your belief. And questioning doesn't mean you're going to change all of them. Questioning is, is this true? Is this working for me? Yes, yes, yes. Okay, great. Continue, right? We don't have to change everything just because we're questioning it. We're just confirming or or understanding that it's not true and then moving on from that. Yeah, I mean, it's self-realization. And you, if you want to grow, if growing is important to you, self-realization comes before self-actualization, right, where we really step into the best version of ourselves. So... Um, does anybody want to contribute on that, right? Um, I think we lost a few people, uh, you know, from the uh, hiccups, the technology hiccups. But, if, you know, for whoever's here, um, we have quite a few people on Blog Talk and a few people here on um, uh, YouTube and Facebook. And so um, what I'd say is what is it, that you taught, you were taught. Like, I, here's my question to everybody. What were you taught? Right? If you released a belief system that is not yours. Like, one of, it was interesting. And, and here's a really, here's another really interesting insight. We were talking earlier, monkey see, monkey do, not monkey tell, monkey do. So my, both my mom and dad, Okay, you've got a message. Give me a minute, okay? And I'll make sure that you're heard. Both of my, both my mom and dad were entrepreneurs. And my dad really encouraged every family member to get a job and be an employee. Well, what, monkey see or monkey tell? Which one is it? Right? So there's several of us that are self-employed. Because we're not going to do what we were told. We're going to do what was demonstrated to us as kids. And I don't actually feel safe working for somebody else. I just don't. I feel like I can do, I think I can make it, not that I can do better, but I can make it a better a, a, a greater impact on the world using my voice and not somebody else's voice. Because when I'm working for another company, I'm required to be their mouthpiece. And I don't necessarily align. I, I, I'm okay not fitting in with that, you know. And so, um, okay, she has something she needs to say. 
So, Sekala, what do you want to say? Thank you. She says, good job standing your own ground and and not letting, not being a pushover and not letting people tell you what to do anymore and not staying in a relationship that doesn't serve you. She says, if you, she says, we are teaching people how to treat us and by not walking away from a relationship where someone's treating you improperly, she says, we're actually telling them and others that it's okay to treat us in that manner when in truth it's not. Yeah? Yeah. She's complete. So, so where are you in a relationship where someone, and this is, this is your value system, and this is your belief system, are you staying in a relationship where someone's treating you in a way that doesn't align, that makes you sad, or makes you angry, or makes you feel unworthy? And if you are in a relationship where the other person makes you feel sad, unworthy, not valuable. You need to walk away if you've tried to share what behaviors do make you feel worthy, valued, and all of that. And, you know, it's important to put in those boundaries. And because... If you keep on going back to that person, you're telling them that what you ask for, and, and by the way, if you keep on going back to the person and they're still doing the same behavior, okay, you're effectively telling the, that person and others, by the way, if that behavior is okay, to, it's okay to treat me, it's okay to say one thing and do another. Okay, it's okay to say, I'm coming home, I'm on my way home, and then not show up for two hours. It's not okay. It's not okay to tell someone we're going on a date for a movie and then not buy tickets and not go to the movie. It's not okay to make an agreement and not renegotiate the agreement or cancel the agreement. There's a policy at most companies that people should have called uh, no call, no show means you get fired. So meaning you don't call in sick to work and you don't show to work, that's an immediate dismissal. But we allow people back in our lives who make a date and they stand you up. They don't show up. They don't call you to let you know that they're not coming. And they don't show up. And we don't fire some of us. I think we need to fire And it doesn't mean that they won't come back in your life. But it would be a different version of that person. 
meaning that person's like, oh, I guess that behavior doesn't work. And so if we don't we accept something less than what we deserve, then we're going to continue to get less than what we deserve. Would you like to add to that, Michelle? Well, it all goes back to our belief system, right? It's what we feel we are worthy of. It also um, is, like I said, you know, we have belief systems around the big ones are love and money and worth, self-worth. And, you know, the love thing, whether that be a friendship, um, a family relationship, right, we're not obligated to accept behaviors that we don't believe are good for us. Now, we also get the opportunity in our relationships to ask ourselves, why does this trigger me to be angry? Why does this cause me to be sad? Um, Because there's always lessons, always, always, always. And though we don't have to accept behavior that we don't like, it does give us the opportunity to say, why did I attract that to me, right? What in me is putting out that vibration that it is okay or that I accept it? Um, And there's always a lesson, right? You know, one of the... One of the big beliefs that a lot of people have um, is around money. And what did we hear, you know, growing up around money? A lot of us heard different things, right? You grew up in a very wealthy family. You may have heard much different things about money than someone who, you know, their family struggled to put food on the table, right? But a lot of the general beliefs I've heard are, Money doesn't grow on trees. You have to work hard, right? Well, well actually, so technically, it does grow on trees because they make it from paper. But okay, <laughs> I know. So yeah, we 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 heard it doesn't grow on trees, but that's wrong. It actually does. Like seriously, it does. <laughs> so you know, if we believe that, if we take those things on, or if we take on the belief, like in in your case, Jody, that it is acceptable to be to be to to have a husband that has another wife. Right? If we take on that belief, then that will show up in our reality, in our experience. When we are aware of these beliefs that run our lives, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I've never heard this before, and this is hilarious. It's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven. What? That's a Bible verse. 
Is it really? I've never heard that, you know, but, uh, wow. Um, yeah. Wow. That's a really, that's a really strong belief that comes um, from people who grew up in church. Yes. Thank you, Chris, because that is a belief that will keep people small financially. Oh, so small. Okay. Uh, okay. She's got a message and she's going nuts. Can I? Okay. Ooh. Either can you wait a minute or or not? No. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. What is it that you want to say? He says, I'm tired of watching people treat people poorly. She says, and you're right. She says, by the time we become adults, she and you know, I know there's a distinction on adulthood. I think it's 13 according to the Bible. Some people think it's 18 according to legality. But regardless of what age that is, she's saying it is your responsibility to handle your trauma. She said, stop. She says, you need to be responsible for your own trauma. And then seek counsel. She says, seek a therapist. Seek a coach. Seek a friend. She says, but to sit in your muck like that day in, day out, she says, that is not okay. It's not okay. And it's not how God wanted you to live. She goes, and, wow, she's profound. She says, when you don't heal yourself, which you are responsible for healing yourself, you bleed on other people. And there's karma with that. So if you're not healing yourself, if you're not willing to look at who you are and heal your childhood wounds, and that's just this lifetime. Michelle and I can help you with past lifetimes. (laughs) She's saying, but if you're not willing to heal yourself, you're bleeding on others and you are literally hurting other people. Anything else you want to say or no? Okay, she's complete. Go ahead, Michelle. Sorry. I mean, it's true. Well, it's true. We do that. All of us do that. Um, no one is exempt from that. We don't, most people, I will say, most people don't walk around trying to intentionally hurt others. Most people. Oh, definitely not intentional, unconscious, yeah. In a moment of anger or, you know, frustration, we may intentionally say something knowing it's going to sting, you know, perhaps. Um, But we don't intentionally go into any relationship thinking, oh, I'm going to, I'm really going to do a number on this one, (laughs) right, unless it's a psychopath. And most people are not psychopaths. Most people are not. Um, Most of them are just wounded. That's exactly right. And and we all are. We all have had things in our past. You know, even if you grew up with the most beautiful, glorious, loving, you know, um, childhood, you have experienced something that disappointed you or hurt your feelings or um, a belief system that you have kept you know, that has shown up as a pattern or a belief. Like Chris is saying, 
Clearing the negative beliefs around money are her biggest challenges. I see that so often. I will agree with you, Chris. It is one of my biggest challenges as well. You know, and the interesting thing is that, you know, we talk a lot about clearing and healing. What I think is important for us to understand and convey is that it is, and you may have heard this, it's like an onion. We can clear something. We can heal something. And it may rear its ugly head again because these beliefs, these patterns, they didn't just show up one day and we took them on and then lived them the rest of our lives. They showed up one day and then, like I said earlier, we continue to attract things into our experience to validate those to tell us, to tell our central nervous system, to tell our mind and our brain, yes, you are correct. That is true. That is true. That is true. And so then we continue the behaviors because ultimately we want to be right. We want, we don't want to live in this dissonance inside of us. And if we are living in that dissonance, bravo, we get the choice then to say, Okay, something doesn't feel right. I'm living in dissonance. What is this? This must not be true for me. I need to look at this. Right? So that can be around love and relationships. That can be around money. That can be around health. It can be around the types of foods we eat, whether we exercise or not. Right? You know, I oftentimes will see families that go out as a family and go hiking, you know, and eat good foods from the garden, et cetera. And I think, oh, that is so wonderful that children are learning that at an early age. Why do we say those kinds of things? Because intuitively we know that if they learn these things from a young age, it is very likely they will continue them on into adulthood, right? And those are positive things, as I see it, but it's just as powerful for these maybe not so positive or not so healthy things. So it just gives us the opportunity to look at that and, like we said, become self-aware. I agree. Um I'm going to go back to the relationship component for a moment. I'm going to share a screen, okay? So I believe that this has been my lesson for my life. So we can't change people. I just want to put that out there. We can influence people. We can share information. But at the end of the day, they have to want whatever that is for themselves. You can lead, it's like, you know, you lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? And what this screen says that I'm sharing is a, a piece of artwork that was given to me as a young 
child. It was the very first piece of artwork in my bedroom in Highland Park, Illinois. And it's Raggedy Ann and Andy, for those of you who are on blog talk or listening at the replay. And <clears throat> they're holding hands, and they're letting this balloon go, and the balloon is flying into the air. And what it says is, if you love something very, very much, let it go free. If it does not come back, it was never meant to be yours. But if it does, love it forever. Sometimes we have to let people go so that we can love them forever. And my life has been very on purpose. It's clearly driven by the divine. I mean, right down to the logo for my business being the ginkgo tree and all the impacts that that tree has had on my life. Like, you know, for those that don't know, I mean, I, you know, the ginkgo tree has been like the biggest thing in my life since I was a child. And yet the, the elements of the ginkgo tree are what helped me to reclaim my health and that fight the impact of glyphosate, which is what almost killed me. <laughs> I mean... So my life is on purpose, right? Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I believe it was laid out. And then, you know, of course I still had choice in the matter. But the point is that my mom gave me that picture and, you know, I was introduced to the tree and, you know, like blah, 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 blah. Um, sometimes we have to let people go because they need the time not to be mean. This is not about being me. This is so that they can process who they are and they can choose for themselves if this is who they want to show up as. Are they showing up as the best version of their self? Someone said to me, uh, a girlfriend of mine, she said, um, you know, when you buy a used car, you get a used car. You know, what you see is what you get. People don't change. And I disagree. Because I'm a change agent. <laughs> Big delicious. She's so funny, Mommy. I'm a, <laughs> so I'm a change agent. I have been affecting change since the day I learned truth and started hearing truth. I don't care what age you are, you can change. My mom, at the age of 40, changed big time. Like, big time. I mean, like, she stepped into her power. So I don't care what your age is. Step into your power. Find out who you are. What lights your, your heart on fire? What fuels your soul? What makes you happy? Breathe into that. The universe is going to support that shit. You know, something that um, I relate to clients a lot, um, that it's funny because it came as an aha to me, as a, a message that I heard for myself, and it is always an aha when, when I am directed to... Um, share it with a client, and it is, you know, it's so interesting to me that when in a relationship, 
people aren't getting along in, in marriage, I'm going to say. People aren't getting along, and, um, you know, somebody may ask them, oh, well, what happened? And we hear this a lot. Oh, well, they just changed. He changed. She changed. And then, yet, you know, months earlier, years earlier, if you would have asked them, do you think that they will ever change? The answer is no. Oh, they'll never change. Oh, they'll never. He'll never change. She'll never change. Really? Because you state the reason that you can't get along or don't want to be together anymore is because each other changed. But you also don't believe that people change? Like, you can't have both beliefs. You can't talk out of both sides of the mouth. Yeah, can't talk out of both sides of the mouth. Sorry, not happening. Right. So you either believe that people can change or you don't believe they can change. And I think the best way to decide what it is that you believe is to look at yourself. And if you know that you have made changes for yourself, then know that it is possible for everyone else as well. And I think sometimes we stay small-minded because we like to, I'm just going to put it out there, we like to make excuses. I know I have done it in the past. We like to make excuses of why we do certain things. Uh, And so we put it on someone else. Oh, well, it's because of them this and then that. It's like, well, maybe that's part of it, but I, I think the opportunity is to look at ourselves, too. And ask ourselves, what's our part in this, you know? Um, and it it goes back to belief systems. What do we believe? Do we well, believe that everything can change? Yeah, I mean, in, in my case, my part in what I'm thinking about was that I was allowing a behavior that, I, that, that doesn't align with my values on any level. You know, that's my part. When I don't say no to a poor behavior, I'm actually reinforcing the poor behavior. So if you're listening to this, you know, so, you know, I don't know if you know this, Michelle, about me because I don't really have never mentioned it. I'm actually certified in change management through my MBA program. Oh, I am an agent of change. I think I did know that, but what does that mean? It means that when you're uh, – so I – support companies and people in managing change and recreating and co-creating with their teammates in the universe the change that they need to see to grow and expand, you know, their what they're doing, right? Got so so I, you can help if they, if they need to do a merger or an acquisition or lay people or off. Or if they redirect or complete redirect internally. Like, what if they have to restructure, right? Who are the best people? Assess the, uh, assess the people. Um, you know, there's different profiles that you can do. See what people's strengths are. And, and then have people live into their strengths, not their weaknesses, right? And so, I mean, because my MBA is in organizational behavior, and then as a part of that, you know, it's analytics, business analytics, understanding everything that makes up the business and the people and how that works, change management, you know, how do we, if our goal is, you know, X, 
how do we get to X? What are the steps that take us there? Who are the people in the bus? Like um, uh, the book Good to Great, right? Uh, is it James, Jim Collins or James? Co I don't. I forget the author. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but the book Good to Great, it's like, you know, what's the bus that's taking you there? And who are the people in the bus? And what seats do those people need to be in in order for you to get to go, right? So those are the things that I think about. I, I kind of, you know, I analyze and figure out what that is. So I'm all about people changing. And by the way, in an organization, if those people aren't willing to change in that organization. They end up changing anyways. And what do they change? They change their jobs. They leave. They self-select out. And that, I've always told people, you need to be comfortable with people leaving because that's just part of the evolution of your own growth. Like, be okay with that. Like, we want people to be happy, right? And if your company or your life, your personal life or your company is going into another direction, that is okay. And some people you're going to have fall off. But then you're also going to attract the people that align with your values. Because the clearer, and this is the most important thing that I'm going to tell you today, the clearer you are on what's important to you or if you're a company, what's important to your organization, the easier it is for you to attract that into your space. And that is where the sweet spot is. When you're clear on your values, you're clear on your direction, and you're clear about how you're going to get there, meaning your direction, and who, what, so when you say who, what are the people, what are in the, what people are in what seat, it's not like Michelle's in seat one and Jody is in seat two. You actually have, like, a job description that describes what Michelle's gift is that drives that bus, okay? And you have a description about what Jody does that drives that bus, or Zelda does and drives that bus, or Chris does that drives that bus, Naima. Plug in the, you know, plug it in. And so when you get clear on that, the universe opens up big time. So, like, hallelujah. You figured out what you wanted. Let me serve it to you on a silver platter. Yes. Yes. I love that, Jody. Thank you, thank you, thank you for bringing that to all of our attention. When we are not clear, it's like I've heard it said like this, and I love this analogy. It's like when you're at a restaurant, if we're asking the universe for something or God for something, and we are at a restaurant, I love this, and you order a burger. Yes, just give me a cheeseburger, please. Or just give me a burger. And then the next time the server comes by, you say, yeah, you know, I'm sorry, excuse me, can I get cheese on that? And then they have to go back to the kitchen, okay, and put in a new order. And then the next time you say, oh, 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 can you hold the tomatoes? Okay, so they got to go back. Every time you add or or delete something, they got to go back to the kitchen, right, and start over or, you know, go through the process again. It's the same thing when we're not clear on our desires. And the only way we can be clear on our desires is asking ourselves, right, and going inside. And, again, it goes back to our belief system. 
What do we believe we can have? What do we believe is good for us? What do we believe is possible? And so when we are clear, then the universe says, oh, God bless you. And don't fire me. (laughs) Is that the craziest thing you've ever heard? Like getting fired saying, God bless you? I was there 11 weeks, and they're like, well, you can't bring God into here. We're not allowed to talk about God. I'm like, okay. I go, then we don't align. Thank you very much for the for the lesson, right? I was offended. Do you see embarrassment on my face or any shame? No. No. Shame on them, quite frankly. So what you were talking about, about placing your order at the restaurant, the book The Secret talks about placing the order with the universe. Yeah, I don't know if anybody here knows, oh, this is going to be awesome. Let me show you this. So um, you know about the check, right? Yeah, I have, I have a few. I've used a few throughout the years, yes. So let me see if I can find Here it is. Woohoo! So this is um, the secret check from the universe, and I'm going to show it. So if you don't have you this, can get it for what's that? Yeah. Get it. And yeah, get, get it. it for free, people. Yeah, so Do I'm it. thinking if, if you're listening to this on an audio podcast, please come to the YouTube channel or Facebook page for Susan Essentials, S-U-S-O-N Essentials, because on all the other ones it's, you know, self-sell care. So um, you want to go to www dot the secret dot tv forward slash the secret check and now i'm going to show y'all the check um in a second here when i learn how to present the share screen okay so the chair the check this is the secret check the bank of the universe is open with the secret check you can visualize the unlimited abundance that's yours for the asking now, they have, you know, pay to the order, Michelle Froge, the Rockstar Coach, right? And how much? Like, put it in. Now, and you have to sign it. Now, I want to explain something really, really important. Put your ears on right now. Whatever amount you put in the dollar amount, you need to add the phrase, or something better. Because you have self-living beliefs, I don't care. The moment you put down a number, $500,000 a year, a million dollars a year, a million dollars a month, whatever that is, you need to write or something better because you have a limiting belief. The universe does not. So that gives them the freedom. You are giving the universe the freedom to bless you with as much abundance as physically possible. So you are no longer limited by your beliefs. Anything you want to add to that, Michelle? Oh, this is this is like where, if you couldn't tell, I freaking love talking about belief systems because they really do truly run our lives, and our limiting beliefs that we have, they hold us back from so 
so much abundance, so much greatness. Not that, not that we're not great how we are, but so often many of us hold ourselves back from so much more fun in our lives, so much more love and joy and money. Money is not a bad thing. Money is a wonderful thing. The more I have, the more I can help others. That's yep. the way it is. The, the more I have does not mean that you have less. Because the universe is unlimited. So when you become clear about what it is that you want, what amount of money you want. You can give that money purpose. You can, you can dream and talk about all of the things that you will do. And don't forget that going on vacations and spending time, self-care, and giving things, giving gifts to friends and family, et cetera, et cetera, that's all wonderful, too. You don't have to just become this great philanthropist. Just because you have a ton of money doesn't mean you have to give any of it away. It doesn't. Right. I mean, you have a choice. No. Yeah. Yes. You have a choice. And the universe isn't not going to give you money if it thinks that you're going to keep it all to yourself for selfish reasons, if you believe you can have it, guess what? You can have it. But if we don't have it, there is something that is keeping us from that. And truth be told, transparency, I think about this a lot. I work on this just like Chris said. I work on this for myself a lot because I have goals. I have dreams. And I still have limiting beliefs around this. I know this because I'm not I've not reached my goal yet. And when I reach that goal, I will create a new goal. And I will learn how to get to that and to the next level and to the next level. And so this this universal check of unlimited funds is truly available to all of us. And the secret is, I mean, it, it flows right into, you know, that came from um, Esther and Jerry Hicks and Abraham Hicks. And um, it, I love Abraham Hicks. I love the secret. If you haven't, if you're not aware of that, um, I I think you should do yourself a favor because it's it's enlightening, if nothing else. Yeah, I mean, the book, The Secret, uh, the book, The Magic, which is the workbook for the book, The Secret, I've often um, um, heard, or I've often given, not heard, excuse me, I've often shared that a really good way to shift your belief systems, which is what I did, especially around money, because I, I, I have, I would say, like a small issue around money, 
now. I don't really, because I just know that even if I'm not getting it from the client, that the universe is sending me money, like the universe is always sending me money, because uh, they've never let me down. Like, in my worst times, God has not let me down, so I just know that I always have money. Um, and it may not be a ton of it, but it's everything I need, right? So I listen to the book, The Secret, in the tub with the lights off, and, um, you know, I take, a, I take a soak, and I listen to that. I used to listen to it several times a week, and I would fall asleep. And um, she keeps on pooping on me. <laughs> he doesn't have a self-limiting belief either. She's like, I'm going to shit money for you, Mommy. She just lets it all out. Yes, she does. Um, I'm wearing black pants today, and it's white shit. Uh, Thanks, Bayla. Yeah. Love, like I don't care, you know. There's a message. Oh, got it. So people can shit on you, and you can still love them anyway. Love them where they're at. Yeah. Because she keeps on shitting on me in the same place. <laughs> and she doesn't normally do that. She at least holds it out, like, during the show. Oh. Like, letting these little things, you know, hit. So she, I think what she's trying to say, it's not that you can let people shit on you. It's that people make mistakes, and it feels like they shit on you. And then allow them to come back. She says, go back to the concept of let it go free, and if it comes back, it's meant to be yours. I, what she's saying is it feels shitty. It feels like you're being shit on. She says, but um, it will, you know, when they, when, they, when they get their, when they go through their own growth, you can receive them back even after they have shit on you four or five times in a row in the same place. <laughs> He's really watching, Pegola. You better listen to that too. She doesn't have to. <laughs> well, I mean, we nobody has to do any of those things, right? Um, you know, we always have a choice in the matter. Um, and I also just want to say, I put this up here. Whenever you're manifesting what you want, make sure that you put in there whether it's a check, or cash, or a concept or thought form. Uh, the universe can give you more than what you can dream of, so add the word phrase or something better. We do have a caller. We have three minutes, so I'm just going to take the caller ending in 1641, okay? And um, let me just, I hope I don't disconnect blog talk. This is a different computer, so forgive me in advance if it doesn't work. Oh, what's oh they just left. Okay, whoever it was, well, bye-bye. So what's it meant to be? Um, okay. There you go. So, is there anything you want to say in the last two minutes of the show? Um, and besides, I'll, I'll just add this before you do, because I'll let you end. Gratitude. I want to just thank everybody for showing up. This is a, a um, personally, I think it's a tough topic, you know, about unwinding those belief systems. And I want to encourage people to call Michelle reach out to Michelle at MyRockstarCoach at gmail.com. Go to her website, www.rockstarcoach.org, or Facebook at The Rockstar Coach. Um, And, you know, 
for myself, right? You know, it's funny. Michelle and I do a lot of the things that are the same. Why don't you tell people why we don't compete? Well, because the universe is unlimited. There are there is enough business. There is enough limiting beliefs to go around. <laughs> the person who's going to want, who's going to feel comfortable working with you, is going to feel comfortable working with you. And the person who feels comfortable working with me feels comfortable working with me because we have different styles. Yes. Absolutely. I was going to give gratitude, too, because I love love this topic. I mean, in 99% of my coaching sessions, this comes up. Some sort of belief system comes up because, you know, our behavior, our actions, our success in life, whatever that looks like to us or however we define that, is based upon our belief system. And so when we ignore them, when we just let them run in the background, like, you know, how many of us have had, like, a virus in our computer and we didn't know it, but it's been running in the background for many moons and all of a sudden it crashes your computer or some, you know, horrible things come up on your computer? Well, that's the same with our operating system in our bodies, in our brains. The same stuff. When we let things run it on their own in the background, they can be doing things that we don't actually want to have appear in our reality. So that's why this is so I'm so passionate about this because we can truly determine our and create our life and our future. We just have to be aware. So thank you for bringing this topic to this forum because I think it was I loved this conversation. I could talk about this for five months. (laughs) Exactly. I feel, and thank you for being, you know, my partner in doing this. Um, Yeah, I mean, probably talk about it again next month. (laughs) Probably. I'm sure we probably hit on it without even realizing, you know, it's so prevalent. Yeah, and if you're if you're in the uh, Georgia area, I'll just say uh, I'm having a stressless session Friday at my healing center, Marietta, Georgia. It's an introductory price of forty five bucks. And how does this relate to what we're talking about? Well, when you can relax and de stress, you can then start to really think about who you are and what works for you. We have to slow down our brain. We have to slow down our bodies, our minds, so we can be present for ourselves. So that's why I found, like, there were so many things I could do. And I'm like, well, the number one thing I can do is help people get rid of their stress. Yeah, at least for a moment in time. The people that came last Friday, because it's every Friday, the next, you know, uh, this Friday and next Friday, so in the next two weeks. 
they didn't actually have words for it. Well, peaceful is what they said. Peaceful, serenity. Uh, the brain chatter was gone. Like, oh. like they're like crap, you know. And people don't even know. They know that they have brain chatter, but they don't know what it's like to not have brain chatter. Well, it's and just being in your space, period, that space that you have for this. I mean, I felt peaceful the moment I saw it, the moment I stepped into it. So, if nothing else, just being there is peaceful. <laughs> right, and <clears throat> there's that <clears throat> vortex in the backyard, and um, we're building a, a labyrinth August 20th, and... Um, the, even if the labyrinth isn't there, the energy in that in that backyard is really given to us by God, no doubt in my mind. So it's 10:03. We're past our time. I'm I'm gonna just say thank you to everybody and you know reach out to us, um, Michelle. Michelle, do you want to say what your information is and I'll say mine? Yeah. Reach out to me, Michelle Froge, on Facebook. I'm at the Rockstar Coach. Um, or send me an email or a direct message on Facebook as well. That's fine. My email is myrockstarcoach at gmail.com. Or go to rockstarcoach.org, and you can see what I offer and um, pricing and contact information there as well. Yeah, and at very least, subscribe to her email so you get your Monday month meditation. Right. www.susanessentials.com and or schedule a uh, consultation. There's a red free consult button, and then um, you know I'll just say this: uh, I'm not as consistent as Michelle in saying it's only Monday. There may be you that you get two emails in a week, and then you won't get any for a month. <laughs> it just depends on what my workload is. No promises, no commitments. I do have a commitment though. The commitment is to be on the show every Tuesday morning. So I love that. Thank yeah, you for that. <laughs> there's my consistency um, to show up for that. But I, I, you know, sometimes there's more, sometimes there's less in terms of the emails. Um, all right. So next week, um, I'm. I, our guest is Jen Chan, and we're talking about harmonizing the divine masculine and the divine feminine. Beautiful. She's amazing. She's amazing. So uh, looking forward to having her on. And um, I'm just going to say goodbye to everybody and find my little end.